0: Welcome back to another episode of The Cellcast Presents Untangling Kingdom Hearts We are still working our way through Kingdom Hearts Key Uh, You may have noticed uh, a couple episodes ago I think I failed to mention this Where I started calling this Kingdom Hearts Key Instead of Kingdom Hearts Union Cross It's a little finicky where one starts and one stops But I, I figured prior to a certain point in the story, really, we're in Key slash Unchained Key. And then after that, we'll be in Union Cross. So, and there's going to be a break in here somewhere. I know where it is on the list. But where I'm going to go through um, Kingdom Hearts Key back cover, which is a series of... It's it's technically a half-hour video that's on... The uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue uh, Collection. But it goes over some of the background events that we haven't touched on yet. Which is pro- 9 tenths of why I am so hopeful we are going to get to some actual story one day in this. Or that this will be leading into a much bigger story. Because I know there's story coming somewhere. But today we are looking at two cutscenes... That are on that list. Which are... Bashful and a monster. Which is are both in Dwarf Woodlands. Uh, I know that goes a little bit farther than that. Because we will spend a little bit of time in Wonderland. But there's not a animated cutscene there. I am still a little annoyed with Kingdom Hearts on their theater mode not including what is essentially half the story in their theater mode to help you help you understand what happened in the story. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. But we're going to go ahead and touch on that. So let's go ahead and get started. Where we last left off, we had our key player had saved Snow White from being attacked by some heartless and apparently There is still at least one dwarf that we haven't found yet, but it looks like that part of the story may finally start, you know, coming together. So let's go ahead and start that. And apparently, after defeating a bunch of little Heartless, after meeting Snow White, and she was going to leave us to continue her way through the forest, she immediately runs into a giant spider Heartless, which key player has to save her from after defeating said giant spider heartless uh, snow white asks key player to escort her through the forest because obviously she can't uh, take care of herself out here because she doesn't have apparently a good way to defend herself but uh, she hasn't told us why she's in the forest yet i mean we kind of know especially if you know the story of snow white because we did have hints about, you know, the evil queen seeing the mirror, you know, early on and seeing Snow White meeting Prince Charming for a little while. But honestly, her coming back into this, she's been gone from the story so long that she could have done pretty much anything between those time periods. Because it's been, what, eight of these episodes since she showed up? So. So she, oh, since she was last in it. So, yeah. Anyway, we uh, make it to a cottage on the edge of the forest. And uh, Snow White says, uh, oh, this looks like a nice place. Kind of reminds me of a dollhouse. Uh, thank you for escorting me here. I think I can, uh, I'll just hold up in here. And we kind of agree that this might be the safest place for her. I kind of wonder if Key Player has this key player has been to this cottage before with the, uh, the dwarves. Cause this is the dwarves cottage. If key player is pretty much uh, thinking that, Oh yeah, you'll be safe here. Let me go find my seven best friends whose house this actually is who I, that I have inexplicably, uh, offered their house without asking good night. He's like Gandalf to Bilbo. Uh, offering up these seven dwarves house to this random princess but uh, yeah anyway uh let's continue I think the thing that makes me giggle she says oh when they when she enters the cottage she says oh yeah this place is so un it's, it's so nice on the outside but it's so untidy on the inside maybe I should clean it up but I'm a little sleepy. I'm going to lay down. And I'm still thinking, yeah, it's untidy. It is the home to seven bachelors. You're lucky the house is still standing. After getting her settled, charity suggests, yeah, that this is definitely a good place to have her hang out for a bit. Let's go see what the dwarves are doing, because uh, they might be a little concerned that there's a strange woman in their house. But, yeah, this uh, we're about to enter into the next actual cutscene here in just a second, which is bashful. Now this entire scene that in which Bashful does get saved from being stuck behind a pile of rocks could be easily summarized in the following sentence. The dwarves have given up doing anything themselves and are now solely relying on Key Player with his magic key to do everything for them. Dwarves? I don't mind giving you a hand if I was playing this game, but uh if I walked up on you at least trying to dig Bashful out instead of you just standing around like bumps on a log waiting for me to show up, I'd feel a lot better about helping you. But Key Player apparently doesn't have the same drawbacks that I have as a player because he just automatically does it and helps him. Uh, for the most part, this cutscene is extremely utilitarian, like so many of these have been before, uh, just trying to get you from one side of the scene to the other. But. Um, The scene continues playing in the regular old cutscenes after the, you know, the dramatic cutscene that theater mode has. But basically all it is is a couple of the dwarves in their little uh, esoteric ways saying goodbye, like, you know, this is the last we're going to see them. I somehow doubt that considering I've seen how many more of these uh, lands, these many more cutscenes there are. But uh we are key players are asked to escort the dwarves out of the mine and before they get too far out of the mine they run into a giant bee heartless with a giant flower crown on its head and what is that What does that what is, is that a I'm not sure what that is um like at first I thought it looked kind of like a uh, an insect gun or something but I'm not sure what that actually is supposed to be he does have a uh, a little flower wand scepter thing, so maybe that's just some gloves. It's hard to tell on the on the other side of the little hut uh, heads up display on here, but uh, key player then you know takes care of that thing, and then they head back to the uh, cottage where somebody is waiting to um, wake up. So acting like we had been separated for some time, which I guess could happen if there was a couple missions between escorting the dwarves out of the mine and fighting giant B heartless and this, um, the dwarves are acting like they hadn't seen us in a bit, but they're standing outside their cottage saying, Hey, it's, a, you got great timing showing up. There's a monster in the house. we think it, I think it is. And, uh, we've got to get rid of it. Can you give us a hand here? Twitch grumpy says, you're asking for help again. It's like, yeah, that's kind of how this game works. Grumpy. We do all your work. I know I just berated y'all for just standing around and waiting, but at least here, y'all were in a planning session. And, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, Doc, that's who it is. Doc says, well, we've got to. The monster might be dangerous. But after we agree to help, I like what Grumpy says. He says, you can't say no to nothing, can you? It's like, Grumpy, calm down. Yeah, I can't say no to nothing because the script doesn't let me. Or at least that's what key, that's what I'm saying I would if I was playing. But uh, Key Player just kind of agrees, like, yep, can't say no to nothing. I'm just trying to be a good guy. So uh yeah, they get into the house and they see that there's not a monster in the cottage, but there is somebody there. There is an intruder of some kind. Upon meeting the intruder, in their bedrooms, because apparently that's where she was sleeping, which kind of does make sense. Um, Doc tries to be diplomatic, says, "Hey, we're honored to have you in our homes." And then Grumpy says, "Honored? We're about as mad as hornets. What are you doing on here? What are you doing in here? Get!" And Snow White says, "Well, please don't send me away if I have if I uh, get caught out there in the wilderness. Uh, the queen's gonna get me and kill me." And they go, "Kill you? Who's gonna kill you? You're cute." You're too pretty to be killed. I mean, they don't say you're too pretty to be killed, but this is old-fashioned 30s Disney princess stuff. A little bit of that too pretty to be killed is kind of... Being pretty just means you're pure, according to the logic of the time. I mean, she's a fairy tale princess. Don't read too much into what I'm saying, please. (laughs) The dwarves do bring up a good point that the queen, even if it is her stepmother is a powerful sorceress who can make herself invisible. She could even be in the room right now, to which Snow White replies, oh, there's no way she'll she'll find me here. If you let me stay, I'll even uh, cook and clean for you. And they take her up on the offer. Now, don't read too much into this about with... They don't want to see her get hurt. I don't... This is kind of a a thing you have to deal with with the original story, too. They don't want to see her get hurt. And, you know, they could use some help around the house because they can't really, you know, per- take care of her and go work in the mine without at least her being a little self-sufficient. She's got to pull her weight around this cottage as much as they do, even if most of what they're doing around the cottage is, you know, going out to the mine and working. Um, And and so as a way of just almost like giving out an olive branch, Doc asks, well, can you make? after a little bit of stammering, apple dumplings. She says, oh, yeah, I can do that. And uh, gooseberry pie and plum pudding. So, said, oh, yeah, that's that sounds good. Yeah, you, we'll just say. We'll take care of you while you're here. And, uh, yeah, that's how that goes. And a uh, key player kind of just leaves them to do their thing. As we step outside, we run into Chirithy, who asks us, oh, that looks like they're having quite a party. But how come you're... Out here and not in there with them. And we finally get some emotion out of Key Player that's not, yes, I'm the good boy. I'm going to save all of the worlds while collecting the lights. He's actually feeling lonely. And uh, Cheerethy brings up one thing, a constant in the Kingdom Hearts series at this point. And that thing is the fact that the connections that we make connect our hearts together, which means that no matter how far apart we are from our friends, our family, uh, our hearts are all connected. So you're never truly alone. I understand where they're going with this. I call a little bit of a sentimentality on that, but, uh, the idea that your your friends are always backing you up even when they're not there, that is true. Uh, you're, you may be alone for a while, but uh, that doesn't mean you have to be lonely. Something that even us introverts like myself have to fight a lot of times because we like to be by ourselves, believe it or not. We don't mind being around other people, but... You know, we have to expend energy to be around other people. We don't get recharged like so many people, like some of the extroverts do. But we can easily spend, you know, an hour, a day or two by ourselves with not really feeling lonely. But once you start getting out there while you do start to feel lonely, especially if it feels like you're doing a good portion of the work, which, let's be honest, in this gameplay so far... Granted, uh, I'm not actually watching a lot of gameplay, and he is, and Dan of Playframe, who I'm kind of watching go through this, since I didn't play this game live back when you could play it. Um, he's not exactly playing with other people, mostly because he's going through the single player story. So, key player in his playthrough, and the key player you can see in the theater mode on the on the app, they are doing this alone for the most part so far. There are. We have not really met any other permanent NPCs besides Cheerithi. Sure, we've met the foretellers, but they haven't really hung around so much. So I can imagine the key player isn't just feeling lonely, and being in the crowded room can kind of, believe it or not, actually compound that loneliness feeling. If you, if you're, you know, it just that's just how it goes. But uh stepping outside to kind of breathe and wish you around people, your, your, your close friends or clo- and family. I can understand that a lot, but, uh, charity explaining, yeah, you're always got your friends with you. You don't have to be lonely even when you're alone. Of course you can be lonely in a room full of people too, but beside the point, um, after charity disappears, a message pops up saying, Hey, You should head to Wonderland and see how Alice is doing. And I'm going to go ahead and do this part, even though the episode is running a tiny bit long. Because I'm kind of wanting to do the next part in a block, since it's... Finally, it looks like it's a block of story heading to a big story point. So, let's go ahead and head on over to Wonderland and get that out of the way. Upon arriving in Wonderland, Cherithy says, Well, I don't see her anywhere. Uh, Why don't we go find the Cheshire Cat? He may know where she's at. So... They go and find the Cheshire Cat. We find the Cheshire Cat, and he doesn't give us an exact answer right away. He pretty much says, hey, you're, before we can even deal with the fact that of where Alice is, you've got to defeat some Heartless first. So Key Player defeats some Heartless, and then uh, the scene shifts over to Alice, who is herself having to deal with some Heartless. And Key Player jumps in to save the day, asks her what's going what's going on, and she says well, the doorknob can't get any sleep with all the commotion, uh, so I'm try- we need to get rid of these Heartless so that he can get some rest. And we're like, okay, this is Wonderland, so yeah, it's going to be crazy town. Also, let's face it, what she really just said is, defeat Heartless to move on. Upon defeating all the Heartless, the doorknob thanks and says, now I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, such riveting storytelling at the moment. And upon leaving the doorknob, Alice realizes, oh, her handkerchief's missing. Well, we gotta find that, because I don't want to leave it just out there where anyone can get a hold of it. So we help Alice look for her handkerchief. Such riveting storytelling here. After finding it, Alice is now wondering how Mr. Rabbit is doing. So we escort Alice to the White Rabbit's house. And I do like one thing Dan said at this point in the stream. Are we here for a reason, or are we just here to hang out? Because I'm beginning to wonder this myself. And of course, there's a giant heartless trick master with a different color scheme outside of Rabbit's house. So we, uh, so Key Player defeats him. And then Chirithy says the understatement of the year. I hope I'm not interrupting anything, but this is important. It's like, believe me, Chirithy, you're not interrupting a cotton-picking thing. I think we're just wasting time here in Wonderland. Apparently a brand new breed of heartless has been spotted in Daybreak Town, and we might be the person just right for the job, so we have to head back, and that is where I'm ending the episode today. This really does feel like they are starting to try to move us into a story that is not just, we need excuses for you to kill a bunch of random heartless Which is really sad considering I'm on episode, what, 11? Maybe uh, nine of the actual game, first game of this uh, series of uh, episodes trying to analyze Kingdom Hearts. And, you know, to some degree, I'm realizing this is not exactly a great first impression of this franchise. If you decide to, instead of playing through them, and what I suggest is the uh, correct order, you know, just getting the 1.5, 2.5 disc going through those do 2.8, go through those and then three play through that. And then somewhere in there, maybe coming back to this admittedly, I have no idea where to place this in the chronology, which is why even on the old way I was going to arrange these, I had done this one first, but this is a weird game, and you can tell a lot of the thought process that was going into this at the time was, we need an excuse to have you log in every day and uh, buy our additional currency so we can make a little bit of extra money on the side, so that this is a much more profitable game than the standard game. And yeah, we're going to incl- include some lore that's going to be important, but uh, we're going to stymie that and make it harder to get through. Hopefully we are finally getting somewhere soon maybe the next episode because i know we've got f- the next episode we've got four cutscenes on the list that are in uh daybreak town which is where a lot of the story is, uh, has taken place i mean on the list going forward from this point we've got four cutscenes scenes that are in daybreak town then four that are in dwarf woodlands in which one of them is called the poisoned apple which Good night. That story is about to go on fast forward, isn't it? And then, uh, good night. What is this? 12 episode uh, uh, cutscenes in Olympus Coliseum. And then a couple more in Daybreak Town. And then Wonderland, a big chunk of Wonderland, a big chunk of Daybreak. And, and it just keeps going. It's like we were doing this, you know, Wednesdays and Tuesdays back and forth. Uh, Over time, but now we're finally getting to okay. Here's a big block of story that uh, so things might actually be moving forward. Anyway, I'm gonna call it here, guys. Thank y'all for joining me. Join me next time as we hang out and see what Chirithi is up to. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you in the next frame. The Cellcast is a member of the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information about shows in those networks, please check the links in the description. The Cellcast presents Untangling Kingdom Hearts as a production of the Cellcast podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Cast underscore cell, on Facebook at The Cellcast, on Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming, and you can email us at The Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com or visit us on our webpage at The Cellcast.podbean.com. Our theme music is Trinity by Tyler Sperian and is a remix of the song Dearly Beloved by Yoko Shimomura from the franchise Kingdom Hearts. The CellCast podcast has no affiliation with Square Enix, Disney, or for that matter anyone else connected to the Kingdom Hearts franchise. The CellCast Presents Untangling Kingdom Hearts is a fan production and no copyright infringement is intended or implied. Kingdom Hearts is owned by both Disney and Square Enix. This podcast also is not intended to be a replacement for playing the games. Please go and play them yourself.